TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. Day after St. Patrick's Day. Anybody that uh, went out in the town and partook of us a little bit yesterday in the festivities that is the St. Patrick's Day tradition. We hope you had a great time. Hope you made it home safely and hope you recognize the uh, place that you woke up up. <laughs> This morning, and hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of March Madness basketball along with it. We'll recap some of the games yesterday, preview some of the games today. We continue to be basketball intensive. Here are the two guys at a mic show. Want to hear from you out there also, 888-463-6748. The phone number, dial it up, talk about some of the uh, upset games, last second finishes yesterday, and potentially another pretty good slate of games, 16 strong of them. 16 games. Wow, hard to believe in one day, but uh, you want to talk about them again, our phone number here, 888 You can always email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. It's the coach flying solo right now, waiting to hear from the big dog, Joel Wanski, who David Olson, I'm guessing possibly that Joel, he said he wasn't going to partake, but I'm going to guess, knowing Joel's history, he partook. You can partake or partook. I'm going to take a wild guess and say, Joel... Partook, maybe even plural, partooks. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> We're hoping to hear from them. Producer extraordinaire, David Olson, other side of the glass. And again, David, I like to do this sometimes before, um, you know, getting into the sports talk. I almost, I don't know if guilty is the right word, but maybe it is. But I almost feel guilty doing a sports talk show uh, all the time, but especially at times when there's so many significantly more significantly more important stories out there. And let us just preface it by saying that, uh, uh, well, we got two things going on right now, the earthquake recuperation in Japan and, of course, the situation in Libya where uh, David uh, Olson, our media consultant here, apparently the United Nations, not the United States, but the United Nations has decided to go in and uh, attempt to put a new fly zone in Libya and Libya has reacted by that Muammar Gaddafi saying they will stop all military action. An immediate ceasefire. An immediate ceasefire. Immediate ceasefire. That's nice. That's good. Do we have reason to believe, Mr. Gaddafi? Um, uh, is uh, it, yeah. <laughs> let's put it this way. Even if we don't, it is verifiable, right? I mean, he can't oh, say oh, sure. one thing in this day and age of oh, TV. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. Can't so there can't be mass hor- horrific slaughter being done without people being aware of it. That's part of the beauty of the media generation today. Correct. Okay. All right. So we got that. Uh, that that is, that's, that's late breaking news. That's still developing as we happen. So we got that story out there. And, of course, the situation in Japan, many of our fine listeners 
over in Japan. Uh, probably haven't been able to get our show the last couple of weeks, and uh, they got a lot more things to worry about than our two guys at a mic show. But uh, Big Dog Joe Radwanski, we have a lot of friends. I know you in particular, some personal friends over in Japan who were listeners of the show, and uh, we again want to preface it before getting into March Madness by wishing them all the best in the very dangerous recovery that they uh, have ahead of them. Uh, no question. We realize what our role is here as uh, the two guys on two guys in a mic yes. plus David Olson. And obviously, we're not going to be able to clean up anything in this uh, tsunami. We're not going to be able to, uh, you know, have uh, Libyan soldiers quit killing people. So we have to provide a little bit of entertainment and an outlet for other people. Mm-hmm. No question about it. No question. How are you, Big Dog? Good to talk to you. Uh, we, we were worried when you weren't on at the beginning of the show that. Uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day, you might have partook a little bit. Yesterday, you said you were not going to partake. I'm guessing you partook a little bit. Was it partaking or partooking yesterday? So I, I did uh, do a little partaking yesterday. I thought so. And uh, drinking uh, some Old English 840 ounces. It was pretty cool, Coach. Old English 800. You don't know what that is? It's a strong ale, I'm assuming. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I was joking. I really wasn't drinking that. Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that an actual drink, though? Yeah, yeah. It's basically for poor college kids. <laughs> okay. It's a malt liquor. Okay. So, it's extremely potent is the best way for me to, to, to put it. So sort of like the Boonesbury Farm of uh, of uh, Irish liquors. That is exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> Old English 800 is charcoal filtered. Oof. Coach. Wow. And there's a, there's a new game that the college kids play. It's called... Edward Forty Hand. Okay, what, what they do is they take one of these nasty malt liquors, uh, an Old English Eight Hundred, a King Cobra, a Crazy Horse. Okay, and you take uh, you take a duct tape and you hold two forties in your hand and you duct tape the forties to your hands. Okay, coach, mm-hmm. and you can't get the forties unduct taped from your hands until you have finished both of the forty ounces. Uh oh. Thus, Edward Forty Hands, coach. Wow. Kind of like wow. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, so I got walk around with you know two forty taped to your hands. Uh-huh. I got the connection there now. You know that that could be a little bit dangerous. We don't want to, in all of its humor, we don't want to promote something that could be dangerous to the college kids out there. Big dog, as you know, the uh, uh, promote. They already know this game, but they do they know to be safe about it, and not <laughs> over drink. You know that it happens every year. We hear about college kids who are not aware. Of the excess of alcohol, and they go a little bit too much, usually spurred on by a little bit of peer pressure, someone like yourself encouraging them on. Next thing you know, we have a young uh, 22-year-old college student who is dead. Well, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this. <laughs> the smallest person who drank the least amount of alcohol ever mm-hmm. would be would not die if they drank 240 okay. ounces of Old English. Right. Grow up, yes. Die, no. Okay. Little vomit, we're not worried about. We just don't want to go beyond that particular uh, extreme. Well, if they're in my house, I'm worried about a little vomit. From who? You or one of your visitors? Somebody's playing Edward Forty Hands in my house. I'm a little worried about the vomit. Oh, okay. If. I thought maybe somebody did. Oh, We've never played that game here, Coach. Okay, thank goodness. 
Thank goodness. All right. Well, I'm glad, you know, yesterday you sounded, uh, you sounded pretty good, even though a little bit down, but I'm glad even with all the work you had yesterday, you were able to partake a little bit. I know how much St. Patrick's Day means to you. I know you got a little Irish blood in you, and I'm glad you were able to, uh, revel a little bit, big dumb. Yeah, I am half Irish, coach. No, you're like 25% Irish. I don't think you're half Irish. I think I would know my, uh, lineage in my family a little bit better than you. What, what's well, my lineage, Coach? I've studied your lineage a little bit. We've talked over the last eight or nine years, and possibly the partaking of beverages last night is affecting your wisdom, but you're not 50% Irish. I know my lineage, Coach. <laughs> but I thought you were like 70% Polish. No, I'm 50% Polish. My dad's half, and I'm okay. 50% Irish. My mom's half. That's it? 50-50? Yeah. There's no other, like... There's no 5% or 10% along in there? Well, sorry to bore you, Coach, but, oh. yeah, I got, uh, I've got, what do you call it, uh, my grandma and grandpa came over from Poland in 1939, mm-hmm. and my, uh, my Irish side came over in the 1770s. 1780s. It's really early for, it's, it's really, because normally most Irish people came over, like, in the 1870s and yeah. uh, 1880s. Well, your family was always ahead of the game. I don't know about that, because we're behind right now, you know, yeah. but, uh. But back in the day, they were a couple decades ahead of everybody else, you know. And now, three generations later, here you are, and you're uh, you're you're basically holding back many of the uh, great Redwanski traditions of days gone by. Well, I don't know about the Redwanskis. I might be holding back the the, the Millers. <laughs> so that's that's the problem, and the O'Hara's. So that they might have an issue with me. Oh goodness, that is outstanding. But but I'm glad you're uh, alive and well now. Besides working yesterday, besides partaking in the St. Patrick's Day revelry, the important question is, were you able to catch any March Madness? Did you uh, catch some of the revelry of the outstanding basketball yesterday? Well, I was, uh, you know, I, I have to leave like nine hours before work in order to get there because of the train, but yep. I was able to watch the first set of games, Coach, and I am not kidding you, I turned off the television about a split second after that Howard dude Got the tip and back for Butler. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. So I was like, oh, that was the only close game of the first game. I came swooping in, scored the bucket. I'm like, game over. And went and caught the train. So I just caught the the first set of games, Coach Cohen. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I do understand what you're talking about. If you're a taper, it's, it's, it's difficult. But I did not miss anything going over the four games back and forth. You know, I'm with you. And I, I'll do a little retraction. I'll do a slight apology at the very least. You're right. It was my first time at it and. uh the key was that I forgot that they had all the scores at the top of the screen, and even the time too, so you could see the clock winding down when other games and the were. Channel to go to. Yes. So as opposed to flipping around, what's them? It was even easier than I thought because they actually had the channel you got to go to along yes. with the game. Yes. Exactly, and CBS actually cut into a couple of good finishes, but. The part I had forgot about was the scroll at the top. Not only the score, but the fact they had the time. And you could see, like, if there was three minutes left, if they were in a timeout, no reason to switch over. Once the clock started ticking, okay, it's a close game. You could switch over there. Uh, and I got the channels memorized now, so not nearly as worrisome as I thought. Overall, I thought a pretty good production. It was fun switching off. And I'll make another apology, Big Dog. Charles Barkley, Greg uh-huh. Anthony. Kenny Smith, the NBA guys who I was criticizing early in the week, like, what are they giving us these guys for? I still want to hear the Bill Rafferty's and Dick Vitale's and the Jay Billis's and Seth Davis's of the world, the real college fan. I'll tell you what, Barkley 
And Anthony and Kenny Smith, uh, they either did their homework or they followed the college game a little bit better than I thought. I'm not saying they were great, but they were a good listen and they, they knew their stuff. Yeah, they've been, they've been really entertaining, coach. No question yeah, about well, that. Well, the, the entertaining part I was not worried about. You know, I, but, but when it comes to March Madness, big dog, I like, you know, the meat and potatoes, the breakdowns, talking about the matchups, the players and stuff. So they were entertaining, but I was surprised that they actually, they knew the game, the coaches, the teams. Again, I'm not saying they're super experts, but you could tell that they, they knew their stuff. Yeah, they did. They did. They, uh, have done their homework and I guess they should. They get paid millions of dollars to be on television and all they have to do is no basketball. So it's not mm-hmm. that difficult. It's not like they're splitting the atom, you know, so, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty cool that they uh, actually did their homework and mm-hmm. they are professionals. Yeah. Now the game you watch, let's talk about that game first. And again, uh, uh, I almost said morning break fans. Talkzone.com, morning break, the radio show me and the big dog used to do. Two guys that are Mike fans, uh, give us a call here. Talk some of the March Madness, 888-463-6748. But I told you, big dog, and apparently in a rare moment in time, you listen to me, the old Dominion versus Butler game was going to be a great game. It was a phenomenal game. Back and forth we went and it came down to uh, literally the final shot. Matt Howard putting in the putback at the buzzer. Great ball game, great finish. Oh yeah, they, they were all pretty decent games. That was definitely the best of the of the early one. And you know, I was going, you know, game to game uh, last night too. It just happened to stay on that one late, obviously, because that's where all the action was going down late in the game. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal finish. That's what it's all about. And that Howard kid, he's been doing that type of stuff with yep. with Butler since he's been there. It's been amazing how many plays that kid makes. Mm-hmm. Really, truly amazing. He is vintage. If there's such thing as a vintage college basketball player, he is it. Probably not going to play NBA, you know, maybe a slight chance. I don't know if he's going to go over to Europe. He'll probably move on after this. But he's just a, a hard-nosed, blue-collar, tough kid. Nothing fancy about him, nothing charismatic. He's just a ball player. He is vintage college basketball. And he's not the best-looking kid in the world either. <laughs> You're going to put him and John Sherner as the starting forwards on your uh, all-virgin team for college basketball? I don't think he's a virgin. That guy doesn't look like a virgin. As a matter of fact, he looks like he's dating a biker girl or something like that. <laughs> I bet it would be fun to follow him around. There's probably uh, more than basketball that's interesting in the world of Matt Howard, I can be sure. It, 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 he does look like he's got a l- little bit going on, Coach. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> Oh, goodness. That was outstanding, though, and to see Butler win it. Uh, tough, tough loss for ODU, but uh, the Butler team advances, and they are for real. By the way, we got to mention uh, in the preview coming up tonight, Big Dog, your favorite team, the Illinois Fighting Illini. The Fighting Illini taking on UNLV 8-20 tonight. I know earlier in the week you had a pretty good feeling when you woke up this morning. Good feeling, bad feeling, you worried, or you think maybe the Illini can catch fire in this tournament? Uh, I really do think they can. Uh, uh, this team has underachieved for a couple years, and maybe they put it all together now. And uh, Demetri McKamey, Mike Davis, uh, they were both talking about it in the press conference. You know, this can really make up for anything that they haven't achieved at Illinois since they've been there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both mentioned that. They both basically admitted that maybe their careers haven't been as good as they wanted them to be after uh, – and they also know that when they lose, their career, Illinois career is over with. They, mm-hmm. they were pretty cognizant of it, Coach. So these players are playing aware of what's going on and what the situation is for them. And I think that helps because, um, you know, it might not help them on the free throw line when the game is tied late in the game, but 
I think it might give them a little more incentive when they're guarding people who are going for rebounds. Mm-hmm. Are you, you know worried I mean? that, uh, you know, disappointing season, maybe disappointing careers? I hate to write it off as that because they've had some huge wins and they've been, for the most part, great kids and great uh, competitors for the program. But are you worried that if they're laying it all on the line, everything, you know, depends on this tournament? that that could be too much pressure and you, you build it all up like that, your whole career is dependent on if you can make a run in the tournament, too much pressure, the thing blows up and they discombobulate. Uh, like I said, Coach, I worry about that when they're on the free throw line. I don't worry about that when they're going for a rebound or defending somebody. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know what? I would much rather have them actually playing a little bit afraid than playing in a malaise like they have for okay. the last couple of seasons. Okay. So, and we yeah, both, I, I thought, uh, outstanding analysis by the both of us. If I could compliment you and uh, I'll uh, hop on your bandwagon on this one, talking about UNLV, they're going to come out pressing from the get-go. Fast-paced, pressured team. And, you know, some people think Illinois is going to cause problems for Illinois. They're not real physical, not real mentally tough. I think that's the best possible style for Illinois to face because they're going to have to react. They won't be able to think, Big Dog. They're going to have to react, and maybe in reacting, they'll start playing the game and using their natural talents. So uh, I'm assuming you still have that thought process. We talked about it early in the week. I definitely still have that thought process, and, and I'm hoping that's <laughs> what happens, Coach, because okay. uh, I, I do not want this team going in some half-court, dribble it up, uh, play like uh, you know there's – another game to be had because there isn't this is the last game of their season as far as i'm concerned they better play like it yep they have been uh certainly this year and at times in the past a schizophrenic team of sorts big doug you never know which face is going to show and hopefully uh that schizophrenia ends tonight or at least the good side the good part of sybil comes through tonight but the 820 any chance you'll be watching um i won't be home yet ah. uh, but i know trust me trust me Everybody else, why aren't you watching the game? Well, geez, uh, I'm just going to miss it on purpose. You know, that, that stuff drives me crazy. Uh, but uh, By the way, you know what the schizophrenic says? What's what schizophrenic say? I may be schizophrenic, but at least I have each other. Thank you very much. That's, that's pretty good, Coach. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. Dial it up. Big Dog and a Coach breaking down the March Madness, and then we'll just break down, period. That's what we do here on the show. Other games yesterday, Big Dog. How about Princeton? We'd be leading off the show if it wasn't for Brandon Knight. How about Princeton almost knocking off Kentucky? It came down to the final possession. Brandon Knight, the young freshman superstar for Kentucky, Big Dog, had had a bad game, hadn't scored all game. He is one of their primary scorers. He took the ball to the hoop. Uh, the defense was outstanding. He had to go off balance. What would you call it? About a seven, eight footer from the right side. And that's a, and he went layup style, not jump shot style. And that's a tough layup, but the credit brand tonight, he put it in. They beat Princeton 59 57. But how about that ball game, big dog? Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, you, you called it, coach. You called it. That's. You know, Princeton doesn't get a lot of wins here, but man, do they get people's temperature up. It's <laughs> like they, they are the first round, uh, temperature gauge for these teams. Mm-hmm. So, it, year in, year out, they, when they get in, they make, uh, they give somebody one of the best ball games of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. And you saw this in a couple other games too. I mean, you think about, well, you know, I was going to say four years ago when they recruited some of these guys, it was just a year ago. Some of them two years ago, but the recruits that go to Kentucky. Okay, these are all the best of the best. The guys that go to Princeton were not even on the radar 
of Kentucky. No, Any of those inter- guys. They do internships where they get paid $5,000 over the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's about it. But, but I mean, any of those players, if they would have written a letter or sent the tape to Kentucky, probably not even on the radar, not even in the, well, we'll call you later category, right? Big dog, I mean, just about every Princeton player is in the, like, pay no mind list for Kentucky recruiting. Yeah, exactly. You're, exactly. Okay. So how is it? So how is it that those guys that are not one level below, but two or three levels below, obviously the guys who play for Princeton were good high school players. I don't mean to say they're, you know, we're taking the fourth guy off a high school team. But how could a team of, of guys that aren't even close to being picked compete and almost knock off a team of guys that were all first level players? How does that happen? It's simple, Coach, because if you play the game the right way, it doesn't matter what level you are. It matters about your execution. So you get a bunch of guys that aren't afraid and don't care that somebody has more talent out there executing properly. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is be better than them for 40 minutes. You don't got to be better than them all week. So that's that's why it could happen. Mm-hmm. And and it's like just like I was saying, it ain't rocket science, Coach. Sometimes it doesn't it doesn't take too much in order to to win a, a basketball game, to be quite honest with you. So that's the thing. It's like sometimes you look at these teams, oh, there's no way that so-and-so can beat so-and-so. Yeah, there is. It's, they defend a, a certain play properly all day and give the other team fits and on a couple of possessions a game. And next thing you know, you shorten the game up, and all of a sudden all you have to do is make a couple of layups, a couple backdoor cuts, and everything's good for you. Beautiful. You're starting to sound a little bit like Coach Coach speak, by the way. Okay, good coach. Used to be a character we used to have on our old radio show, Coach, Coach Speak. We'd ask him a question. He would give your typical Coach Speak. But you're exactly right on that. You nailed the, uh, you, you nailed it, I think. And that's what makes it uh, so special. Princeton didn't quite get it done, but they came awfully close. Big Dog, one team that did get it done. They played the right way. They played a dangerous strategy at the end of the game, but it paid off. The riverboat gambler of Coach, uh, I forget the coach's name, but Moorhead State. Knocking off Louisville 62-61. Not sure if you're able to see the game, but no, certainly. Yeah. Have you seen the last second shot by DeMonte Harper? Um, no, I did not, oh. Coach. So, yeah. uh, so I, I haven't been able to see a lot of the highlights. I didn't get home until like midnight last night. So you so. have not even caught the highlight package of the games. Very, very few highlight packages. Yeah, apparently, though. once again, David, also we are reactionary sports talk radio. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. All right. It was a, well, basically, big deal. They're down at Louisville, a heavy favorite, and a lot of people. How did we pick Louisville in our together bracket, by the way, which I left at home? I apologize. Oh, that, that's quite all right, Coach. That, that was driving me crazy. <laughs> you didn't like the together bracket. Uh, no, Coach. Big dog. I got it. We did horrible on our together bracket. Uh, I thought every it was. Time, every time one of us gave, okay, I'll let you do that one. The, the, the person that if they would have stayed firm would have won. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We got hammered in that yesterday. Really? Yes. I had I a thinking. thoroughly enjoyable time. Well, Apparently I'm a party of one. Well, I'm not saying it was all that bad. I'm just <laughs> yes, saying. Yes, you that. are. Me and David uh, Olson, me and David got out after the show. We decided it went so well. We thought we'd do a together uh, baseball prediction show. Uh, together, Kentucky Derby predictions. Big, we thought we'd make this a long-standing tradition. Big, each and every event. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. talk about that next year. Okay. Let's definitely talk about it next uh, year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a, a program meeting about that one, okay? Yeah, the, the kumbaya, I don't yeah, know if I'm feeling exactly. that. Exactly. But a lot of people had Louisville going fairly far in their brackets. Moorhead State. I, I was one of them, and I think I convinced you of that on the our together bracket. Mm-hmm. 
why don't you stay a little firmer and really say you want more head? But no, you don't. Okay, coach. Stop and it. Now we're, we're now our together bracket is totally destroyed. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Getting back to the uh, game, though, Louisville's up two, and Morehead State uh, comes down. I think they called timeout first. Comes down for the final shot, and they clearly played for a three pointer. Big dog, very dangerous. Their star player, Demonte Harper, hit the three from maybe a couple of feet beyond the three point line. He had a decent look, tough shot, but he drained it. But how about the strategy of going uh, all or nothing, going for the big three pointer? Well. It- you know, a lot of people, when I hear people talk about that type of strategy, it all depends on your team. And some people, I mean, if you think about it, Coach, if, if you can get a good look from your best shooter, an open good look, mm-hmm. that's probably 45 50% chance of going in. If it's a bad look, you know, you're looking at 25 to 30% chance of going in. Mm-hmm. So you figure, hey, if you get a good look, I want you to chuck it up there. A 45% chance of winning the game as opposed to, okay, you got let's make a two point play and then play them in overtime. Yep, that's no longer forty five percent. Okay, because mm-hmm. it's about it's about a fifty percent shot you make that layup. Okay, and then it's about a fifty percent shot that you actually beat them in overtime. That's a great Maybe point. less because they're Louisville and you're Moorhead, so all of a sudden it's it's less than a twenty five percent chance. You think what's well, a fifty percent chance to make a two point bucket and mm-hmm. then a, a less than a fifty percent chance then. To, to beat them in overtime, you're looking at less than a 25% chance to win. The, your best three-point shooter with an open look, he hits the shot, you win the game. That is that's better than getting now. If now if it's the other way around, if you're Louisville, you're like, hey, we should be destroying Morehead, and you and if you know you should be, maybe actually Morehead should have been the one winning. Let's let's. I haven't seen the game coach just because it's a 4-13 doesn't. I'm not assuming that uh, Morehead wasn't as good as Louisville, but. Uh, you understand my point there, Coach. It, it, I, sometimes when I hear this, oh, just all you need is a two. No, sometimes the three-point shot really is better. It might mm-hmm. seem riskier at the moment, but in the long run, as compared to taking on Louisville in, the, in an overtime, that a team that's probably deeper than you, uh, a team that will wake up when they're in overtime, because that happens a lot, Coach. You see that where, like, Cinderella sends the game in overtime, next you know they lose by 15. You're like, how the heck does that happen? Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, that's a good point. And I think the key thing, though, is a good look three. You don't want to, you know, if you're going to do a forced off balance contested yeah. three where you could have had an open two, take the two pointer. But I think you're right, uh, with the key term being a good look from a good shooter for a three. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think the coach for Morehead State, what's his name, coach? Uh, I'm not sure. It's- I'm not, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. You've been doing that to me, though, and I don't know the answers either. But I don't think he's sitting there going, I want you to get trapped in the corner and then heave one yeah. up. Or if you do get an open look, make well, sure you fade away from the basket and make it as difficult I, as possible so you, you go up a couple spots higher that. on the ranking. But, but oh, te- I know you did. I know you didn't. But teams can design three-point plays. You want to go for the three-point shot, but they need to know if it's not there and you're down two, hey, pass to the open guy. We'll take the two-pointer. But if oh, you got an open absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes, they got to be well coached. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't ex- expect mm-hmm. the shot. All right, Richmond, and uh, let's move on to the next game here. We're talking the games in the Southwest Regional. Again, you want to join us here. Uh, thoughts on yesterday's games or peeking ahead to some of the big matchups today? We got 16 of them. I'm sure we'll have some more last second finishes today. Give us a call, Big Dog and the Coach, user friendly sports talk radio, 888 463 67. 48, the only painful part about the phone call is you do have to have a brief conversation with our producer, David Olson. And Big Dog, as you know, that can be, it's brief, but it can be painful, sort of like a doctor's appointment. 
Uh, but at least you get to keep your briefs on, <laughs> unlike a doctor appointment. <laughs> That's true. He yeah. will not make you turn and cough, at least uh, not over so, the air. Not that we've ever yeah. heard, at least. Well, but no. I mean, I, I do suspect, though. Not unless you're an intern and you actually work for the program. Then you're then all bets are off. Well, really, maybe I should be an intern for our program, Coach. Why do you think we've had uh, 18 interns in the last year and a half, and currently we have zero? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's been figured out. Yeah. All right. Oh, Richmond oh. knocked off Vanderbilt 69-66. to Vandy had a chance. Upset here. The Spiders advance. Vanderbilt had a chance to tie it up. Great shot by, uh, I think, Kevin Anderson is the kid named for Richmond. Big dog, I'm driving in my car listening to this game going to pick up my kid. And I swear to you, uh, it was on ESPN 1000, which is the Chicago Bulls uh, flagship station, as you well know. Uh-huh. So I'm listening to the call, and the announcer was really good, by the way. And, and, and Richmond had just hit the uh, two-point basket to put him ahead by three. Timeout was called. Vanderbilt about ready to inbounds the ball. And this is what I hear on the radio. All right, the ball inbounded. Vanderbilt brings it up. Down three. They need a three. Eleven. Ten. Nine. Welcome to the Chicago Bulls pregame show. Stacy King and Chuck. What's his name? Uh, Chuck Swirsky. Chuck Swirsky bring it to in right at the ten nine eight second count on the last because of contractual obligations. Chicago Bulls basketball. Can you believe it? Ah, uh, that's disgusting. Ah, uh, painful. That's really bad, Coach. Yeah, they they even, the, the Bulls guys that came in even apologized. So, you know, we'll give you the final result of the game, but, you know, due to contractual obligations. Well, to hell with contractual obligations. Start your show 30 seconds too late. No, yeah, if you're the Chicago Bulls, even you don't want that yes, to happen. exactly. Even the, like, the Chicago Bulls are like, no, why, why, you know. And, uh, and I know the guys on air did not want that to happen no. either. No, no. you have any... um. Feel free if I'm getting too personal, but do you have any contractual obligations that uh, that you've got to get off your chest today? Uh, coach, I, I would love to, but it's a little embarrassing. I'm going to have to. That's, uh, you might, I might have to get a little drunk before I do that. I, I don't it, think that's going to happen at 10 a.m. in the morning. That's why I prefaced it by saying I don't want to delve too deep, but uh, I felt if it was therapeutic for you, you could release a couple of your contractual obligations. You know, all the listeners out there, big no, we're all. Uh, we all believe in you. We live vicariously through you. you you got friends out there, my friends, friends in strange places. I, I do appreciate that, Coach. <laughs> and to any of the listeners out there, uh, you know, I've been making friends a bunch of different ways, but I actually have my own uh, fantasy sports league. So if you want one, go to Joel Redwanski at Yahoo, Coach, and say that you want to okay. join. i got two more spots, just to let you know. And these are people like Big John Palladia, all the guys you know. I don't, I, you say you want to meet some friends out there. Believe it or not, Coach, I've been making friends this way. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, you, you kind of – I know because we've been talking a lot of basketball, and you, so when you said bring up – brought up the friends deal, I just figured I'd throw that Yeah, but you, but you kind of quickly went through it. I heard the fantasy part, and I know you've got a lot of different websites here, and I get scared. It's a fantasy sports site? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, just uh, just contact me, Joel Rodwanski, at Yahoo, if you want to be in this fantasy baseball league. Oh, and fantasy would, baseball, okay. And I just, I just, we needed two people to do this draft, coach. I figured I'd throw it out there. We'll mm-hmm. make it a 12 team league. That's the best league. So I didn't mean to interrupt. I don't know why I said that at the time, Not coach. a prop. Not a yeah. prop. 888 The phone number. Big dog and a coach bringing you a March Madness talk and more right up until 11 o'clock. We talked about a lot of close games, buzzer beaters, et cetera, et cetera. There's still more to come. Big dog temple. I don't know if you saw the 
highlight of this one. They knock off Penn State 66-64. to I don't know an iota about Temple. I didn't see this game. Can't analyze it, but I can tell you Taylor Battle, the kid from Penn State, hit a huge three to tie it up with about 15 seconds left. Yeah. Temple came down, kid named Fernandez, who was their leading scorer, and he basically – have you seen the replay? Uh, I have not, Coach, but I was watching that game earlier, and I think the color analyst mentioned the kid was Puerto Rican 37 times. <laughs> okay. Okay, just thought I'd throw it in there. I was like, yes, I, we get it by now. He's from Puerto Rico. Okay. Mm-hmm. Juan Fernandez, you know, that, that probably yeah. the name might give it away. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, just, I mean, he's not the first Puerto Rican basketball player. I just, it, no. it was not like he's Jackie Robinson. I just thought they overdid that a little bit. <laughs> okay. But he uh, he drove the lane and and probably maybe nine or ten feet away, just inside or right around the elbow. You're familiar with the elbow, right? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, believe it or not, Bas- I am a little bit of an athlete. Basketball expert Joel Radwanski joining us, just making sure you know what the elbow. Anyhow, he's well, got he like was, a defender was, on. You're lucky I'm not there. I'd give you an elbow to the temple. Yeah, I deserve on, it with that yeah. comment. I definitely deserve. It. But but he can't get his shot off. So, you know, he's pivoted left, he's pivoted right, the clock is winding down. The good thing he did is he kept his pivot foot down and solid. Young kids out there, keep uh, you know, you get in a stress situation, uh, you know, keep that solid pivot foot. You can pivot around, get the elbows out, create space. He must have pivoted three, four times. Big Duck couldn't find an open teammate in desperation. He leans left, not falling away, but falling to his left, puts it up, and with one second left, the dreams have had to choice. Excuse me. And the Penn State Nittany Lions go down to Juan Fernandez. Did we mention, by the way, Juan Fernandez is from uh, Puerto Rico? No, you did not mention that, Coach. Okay, I just want to make sure you knew that. Okay, I would, I'm glad yeah. to know that. But another another buzzer beater. What an opening day and what a huge win for Temple. you got to feel bad, though, for Penn State because that would have been a program builder for them, Big Doug. Yeah, five, five games decided by two points or less. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of games, Coach. Yeah. So, Including now, did you get home late enough? Or I'm sorry, you were partaking at that point, celebrating St. Patrick's Day and your 25% Irish heritage. Uh, at the bar you were at, were you able to watch Michigan State's unbelievable comeback, last game of the night? Uh, no, they did. They came back. Yes. To win? I thought you were partaking. I was, coach, it takes me an hour to walk home from the train station. Okay. Okay. And I don't want to be on my handheld when I'm walking through Aurora because somebody in a low rider might run me over. <laughs> you do have that issue. You've got that issue in the middle of the day, let alone in the, at nighttime. Yes, exactly. So Were you? Mind that. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry I wasn't able to sit on my yeah. couch all day and watch, and watch college <laughs> basketball, which I really would have preferably, even an hour more of it. So. Inquiring minds want to know now: Were you using the Palm Pilot or were you going handheld? No, I got. I have to admit, I try to stay uh, hands-free. Really? When I'm uh, when I'm walking home, so actually checking up on the Michigan State game, which they were down by 21 at least. I know that it was 65 yep. to 4, no, 44, 66. Mm-hmm. Right? Checked on my phone. Yeah. Well, they did not win. Let me get that straight right off the bat. They did not win. They came back, big dog, for 23 down. They got it to 16. To 10, and I'm watching Gonzaga play, and I want to talk about them a little bit too. But up on my screen, I'm seeing Michigan State 10, down to 8, down to 6. Bottom line is, big dog, UCLA by 1. By 1. The, uh, Luke Appling, the freshman, hits a three-pointer with Same 4. Luke Appling, is this, is his nickname Old Aches and Pains? <laughs> no, it is not, not that Appling. 
Okay. But uh, Luke, I think I said first name is Luke. Appling hits a three-pointer with four seconds left, and they uh, go down one point. Kaylin Lucas actually had a desperation shot, which didn't go. So they did not win, but what a comeback against UCLA. Uh, yeah, I, I'm totally, I mean, it was late. It was like six minutes ago <laughs> in that game when I saw that. So I just yep. figured Michigan State did like, oh wow, they, they did not show up in the tournament. Everybody was mm-hmm. right about them. So yep. that's, uh. I, I'd love to tell you how they came back, but I was too busy, uh, being, uh, enthralled by my new basketball crush, and that's the Gonzaga Zags. And I will talk about them after the break, but they did come back. Big dog, an amazing effort of fall short, disappointing season for Michigan State. And UCLA, by the way, UCLA, had Uh my first good look at them. They're pretty good. Quick, quick, quick. And they got a big dude, a freshman, big dog. Joshua Smith, I think his name is. Okay. I mean, he makes Glenn Big Baby Davis. Who are some of the other big, beefy guys we've seen in the past? Well, that's the big baby Davis is one of the one of the biggest. Uh, Thomas Hamilton, remember him? Yeah, please. How about the kid from George Mason? Remember when George Mason had a run? They had a uh, a football player build, puffy guy, who actually could play. You remember that? I don't remember that because that was a really busy time for me. That was when I was uh, getting married. Ah, overrated. Overrated. And anyway, Joshua Smith, a freshman, huge, and he can play. UCLA, much better team than I thought. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Big Doe, we're going to uh, find out more about your partaking on St. Patrick's Day. Also, I have a uh, a, uh, a brand-new hit book in Great Britain. You're not going to believe what this book is all about. But it's a brand-new... If I'm not going to believe it, I'm going to have to call you a liar. It, you know, you, you'll enjoy this. A brand-new bestseller in Great Britain. David, you can uh, look it up, see if you can check it out. And, of course, we'll continue talking March Madness and more. 888-463-6748. Big Dog and a Coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. We're back in about 38.5 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com get back to the march madness talk in just a second the big dog a couple of emailers have checked in saying i find out more about what big dog did last i just want to make sure as you're celebrating saint patrick's day any uh stories that we did not get to my friend no, I think we're pretty much covering everything. It's all good, Coach. <laughs> it's about as exciting as our X segment, uh, Where Did the Big Dog Sleep Last Night, which for about a week and a half was a hit segment, and then you killed it well, we, we by getting in a commitment. Huh? We should have been playing that game for years. 
I know that. And then I'll, you just started playing it. Right when you started playing it, there you go. I meet a nice girl. Mm-hmm. How do you like that? A good relationship ruining a good radio bit. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'll have to remind her yeah. of that. By the way, we got to play within three today. Our uh, little odds-making game where we test you and see if you can get within three points. Is it uh, is it going to be uh, like Premiership League soccer? Because I know I can get that <laughs> within three. No. What, what's your level of confidence on today's college basketball games? Uh, the point spread uh, within well, three, lot, above or below? A lot better now that it's the NCAA tournament and not when you were asking me what the point spread was between uh, okay. Evansville and Drake. Okay. Coach, I'm, I'm really surprised I didn't do well. All right. We're going we're gonna to test it out. Any of our listeners that would like to uh, challenge the Big Dog, feel free to call in. We'll have you go one-on-one on Big Dog on the point spread. It's just you got to use your uh, honest pledge that you're not you know, looking at the newspaper or Internet point spreads right now, which I know you are not, Big Dog, because uh, you have a, aren't able to read a paper of late. No, no, I won't. Eventually one day I'm hoping to learn, Coach. Times are rough. Times are rough. Before we get into within three in the March Madness talk, though, by the way, this is a classic. Uh, a new bestseller in Great Britain. Okay. This author, Big Dog, I'm telling you, money-making ideas are out there, dog. This is one that you and me, you certainly should have had. And you would have been a rich man today staying at home watching basketball. The guy wrote a book. What's his name, Dave? His name is, hold on a second, uh, Sheridan Simone. Sheridan Simone wrote a book. It's called What Men Think About Besides Sex. That's the title of the book, okay? Okay. And it's got a very nice cover and everything. You open up the book, and it is 200 pages of blank pages. And it has been. So it's a waste of paper, is what it is. It's. Very, joke. It's a very nice cover. What men think about besides sex is 200 blank pieces of paper inside, a little bit of humor. Guy's a best-selling author, Big Dog. You could have come up with that book? idea. How much is the book? It's a good question. Because if it's like four ninety-five, dollars probably like that. I bet they sell it for like 15 bucks. Are you serious? It'd be good. Not- come on. You want to put that on your coffee table? It's a good conversation piece. The only question I would say was, would you call Simone Simonche or whatever his name, would you call him, I like the way he's called an author. I don't know that I'd call him an entrepreneur. No, 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 I'm going to call him an author. Just okay. Just for the sake of it. Just okay. For the sake, just like you would call somebody who's an a anthropologist a doctor. Okay. <laughs> it's an interesting analogy. I don't know if it's okay, a good you know, one. It's a, it's a, you know, no rip on anthropologists. Uh-huh. Sometimes uh-huh. I'd rather go get myself checked by them than a typical doctor. <laughs> Yes, you should see an anthropologist once a year, Big Dada. Make sure you check up on your health. Uh, David, does it say, does it have like a forward, an index, or is it just the cover and then the blank pages? It's just the cover and the blank pages. Uh, it's currently sold out on Amazon. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it retail, it's uh, 869 There you go, 869 Right there for you, Big Dog. That was an idea. Eight sixty. That's not bad. Under like after it'll be under yeah. ten bucks with the tax. Conversation I can deal piece. With that. I can deal with that. Sold yeah. out, big dog. What makes me mad though is that's an idea you and me could have come up with. So there's there's another idea out there like that, big dog, that the two of us can uh, somehow somehow find a way to get rich quick. I, I just wish I was the guy when he went into the to the editor or whoever you go to to actually show the book. Here, here's my manuscript. The guy, you know, the guy reads the first page of it, he flips it, and it's like, 
<laughs> and he keeps looking. He's like, was there a problem here? And then he gets the joke, and he's like, you know what? I can get this printed, yeah. like, immediately. Exactly. We can go to press tomorrow with this particular book. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the, uh, by the way, the author has already announced his follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, it's called Reasons to Trust Politicians. <laughs> uh, that might be more than 200 pages, though. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, solid. Yeah, yeah see, a whole lot of nothing. Not only is he making a ton on this book, Big Doug, he's going to go on the speaking circuit. He'll come out with follow-up, but this will be a whole shtick. I'm so mad is, because that's... The, go, what happens though when he goes and does an interview? Does he not speak? No, nah, I bet he does. Okay. I bet he does. All right, moving right along. Let, let's, uh, we, we mentioned we'd play this game back on, I think, Tuesday. We never got to it. Within three, we test the uh, point spread knowledge. Of the big dog, Joel Redwanski, and I would assume, big dog, it's okay with you if people are at home and want to play on their own. Uh, they're welcome to play along with you. They can go right ahead, coach. <laughs> there's a certain testiness to your voice today. The words are friendly, but there's an undertone of testiness with you, big I'm dog. sorry. I don't mean to be testy. <laughs> Just a little nervous. Okay. <laughs> All right. North Carolina against Lou. LIU, Long Island oh, University. Long Island. Okay. Oh, that's got a. That's one of those twenty points. I'm going to go 20, 20 points, even, coach. Oh, nicely done, barely. I thought you were going to say like twenty three or twenty four. Seventeen and a half. So Ooh. you uh, nicely done. That's the skin of my chinny chin chin right yep. there. Obviously, there's no home teams here, so you're one up. Washington and Georgia. Oh man, um, Washington should be favored. Uh, not by much, so I'm going to go by like two. Wow. You are the morning of living dangerously, big dog. Five-point favorite. The game is called within three. Last time I checked, you were within three. Barrett. Okay, I got lucky on that one. Well, no, no, no. It's all skill. Washington, five-point favorite. Nicely done. Tennessee, the volunteers with Bruce Pearl possibly coaching in his final tournament. The president basically is, without saying it, has said that Bruce Pearl won't be back. They're taking on the Michigan Wolverines. Point spread, Big Dog, and the favorite. That's an 8-9 game, Coach, so that's really easy. I'm just going to say pick them. It's a cheap way out. It's a way of getting a victory, Big Dog, but I thought you were prouder than that. That's a, that's... No, 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 because honestly, on that game, I, I, how could I be wrong? I would have to have somebody as a four-point favorite. Really, because right. I mean, it's definitely within three points, isn't it? The, the yes. Point so, no, I agree with that. You played it smart. I'm just a little disappointed knowing the rather vibrant sports talk personality that you are. I thought you wouldn't take the easy way out. Oh, that so you... I, I would just, I, instead of stating the obvious <laughs> and explaining yes. the hole in that particular pattern for an 8-9 game mm-hmm. and, and acting like a real sports guy, <laughs> I, should, I should just minus one for Michigan. Oh, you got it, big dog. So you, I should have <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> Good point. Tennessee right, by right. two. Tennessee, Tennessee by, by two. two. Okay. Right now, and again, we played this within three game, but a month ago you failed the test miserably. Right now you're getting an A, my friend. You're cruising. I don't mean to jinx you, but like the free throw shooter, you've hit 28 in a row. Let's see if you can keep going here. Uh, Villanova. No, Villanova. I thought Villanova played already. Apparently not. Villanova taking on George Mason. Uh, everybody's loving George Mason. So it's probably not as big as people think it, it should be. Um, I will with five. Oh. Uh, Villanova is a five-point favorite. A little more love than for George Mason than you think. Villanova a one-point favorite. 
Big Dog is now 3-1 and one in the brackets. Syracuse taking on Larry Bird in the Sycamore of Indiana State, featuring Carl Richard from Richards High School. That's right, his last name, Richard, and he went to Richards High School. Um, Syracuse will be a 10-point favorite on that coach. Nicely done. I thought you were going to go higher. Syracuse twelve point favorites. You're four and one. Well, they 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 match up zone. They like destroy you like fifty five to forty. Mm-hmm. Syracuse. That's how they beat you. A so. right, couple of more to throw at you. Texas A and M taking on Florida State. A and M against Florida State. Big Doug, you make the call. Uh, I said Florida State's probably favored in that game, but I'll say Florida State by one. Texas A and M by one. You're still within three. Nicely done. And the final one we'll give you is, uh, well, we got to go UNLV and Illinois. UNLV is probably favored because this is like the first time all year people from Las Vegas can bet on their team. So they're probably going crazy on that. So I'll say uh, UNLV by three points, Coach. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. Nicely played, Doug. Nicely it's played. It's easier when it's like teams I'm a little familiar with. Mm-hmm. That one day you were throwing out like teams from – I have to admit, it was like a couple of years ago. I might have known him, but yeah, I was I was totally lambasted that day. That was I was really nervous. And plus, I had almost got it was that what that dang engineer of the train who doesn't know what the heck he's doing almost ran me over. Wasn't watching where he was going. <laughs> and I, my heart rate was up, coach. So. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's get back to a couple of the games from yesterday. Nicely done in the three point uh, or the within three game. Uh, and again, you want to check in. You're joining us late in the show. March Madness Talk, Big Dog and the Coach. About 10 more minutes to break it down. 888-463-6748. couple of more games from yesterday, Big Dog, and then we will peek ahead. We'll look ahead at the matchups that uh, actually will be starting in about a half an hour. First of all, BYU, Jimmer Fredette and Company, knockoff Wolford. And I told you Wolford was pretty good. They actually gave him a game, 74-66. Fredette scored 32. Only shooting, I think he was like 9 for 24. So he didn't shoot great, but uh, BYU moves on with a big win over Wofford. I don't know if you caught the game, but... No, I did not. Uh, but Brigham you know, Young? Obviously, uh, shooting less than 40% is not good, but you know sometimes if Wolford spent so much defensive concentration on him, it could have opened up a lot of other people, mm-hmm. maybe for some easy buckets. That's why they won probably. I want to root for Jimmer Fredette because he is a, he's really fun to watch. He's like sort of like the Derrick Rose of college basketball. He's just he's just exciting to want. Maybe not the greatest player, but uh, everything that happens is, it, it, boy, he, he's electrifying. He's got that charisma and stuff. But I'm a little worried personality-wise, Big Dad. There's something about him that bugs me. And at the end of the game, and see if you think I'm over-exaggerating here, it added to my perturbedness, if I could use that word, about Jimmer uh, for that. Brigham Young is winding down the clock. Let's, uh, you know, they're dribbling the ball. The defense is backed off, and it was with about 40 seconds. Okay. And he's pounding the ball. The clock's winding down, winding down. He passed once to a teammate. That teammate passed it back to him. He saw the clock winding down at this point with about 13 seconds left. Okay? Uh-huh. So, you know, if he holds on to the ball, the other team gets the ball. So with three seconds left on the shot clock, he takes two or three, not super hard, but hard enough dribbles, and he puts up about a 35-foot shot for a three-point. Okay. Now... If I'm Jimmer Fredette and I already hogged the ball an incredible amount, wouldn't you in that situation pass the ball? I'm not saying the shot is bad, but why should Jimmer Fredette be shooting a 35-footer? Shouldn't he be getting the ball to a teammate and encouraging that kid to shoot? 
Yeah, I'm with you on that, Coach. I'm with you. I'm sure the rest of the world loved it. Oh, Jimmer took another shot. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about maybe the rest of the world, but I don't know about the rest of college basketball, the people watching, stuff like that. I don't want to make a big thing out of it, but little things like that that can come back and haunt you. It won't matter, Big Dog, because they're going to lose. Here's my first prediction for the weekend. They'll lose by 20. Because they're playing the Gonzaga Zags. They're my new man crush in college basketball. Gonzaga put on a clinic, a clinic in beating Big East powerhouse St. John's yesterday, 86-71. You would have been proud of Mark Few and the boys. Oh, well, wow. You're saying they're going to beat BYU by yes. 20? Yes. Wow. Well, that, that, that's Mark? a bold statement. And Mark. by the way, I don't, Jimmer Fredette is not a bad guy just because he took a shot. And then, and, and, most people like him. Six out of his seven wives say he's absolutely spectacular <laughs> as a man. Oh, goodness. Boy, that no sexual has got to be awfully tough for a guy like Jimmer who's on top of the world right now. Uh, opportunity upon opportunity, Big Dog. You signed that contract, but, man, things must be a little bit rough for Jimmer for that because uh, how do we put this gently? No lack of opportunity for the Jimmer. No, no, no. Let, let, let's face it. I mean, there's definitely plenty of opportunity. We'll, we'll see if, uh, I mean, Brandon Davis has already been kicked off the teams, or Brandon Davies has already been so, you yes. know, I'm, I'm sure Jimmer's got it thrown at him too. Right, that's my whole point, is that, that with the strict violations like that, and you can see how much they uh, uh, abide by those regulations that uh, hopefully, and he is doing the abiding, it's a tough year for Jimmer for that. He's had to show some tremendous Resistance. I wonder what happens on graduation day when they finally graduate. I could imagine. I know what I would be doing, Coach. <laughs> oh, goodness. We could go into a whole routine there, but let us move on. Uh, all right, Big Dog, any other games from yesterday? Or you want to uh, look ahead to today, today's matchups? Uh, I, I would be more than happy to look ahead to today's mm-hmm. matchup. Or we can talk about the Iditarod because they are celebrating in the hometown today. Of John Baker, 48-year-old, who won the Iditarod in the Alaskan slog, di- slog, sled dog race. We could talk about the homecoming for John Baker. And now, where did he go back to? I forget the name of the town, but as I mentioned a couple of days ago, the first natural-born Eskimo, Alaska's very own. John Baker, a homegrown kid, the first ever to win the Iditarod. One of the great sports stories, certainly, of the last 24 hours. The guy didn't go north after the victory, right, to go celebrate, I hope. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's in Hawaii on a beach celebrating. I, I would if I spent if I spent eleven days, you know, with the Alaskan slug dogs. Things can get quite lonely. At any rate, can we look ahead, Big Dog? Yes, that's, I'm hoping to. <laughs> Everything good? Anything this weekend we need to uh, know about for you? Again, if the female fans want to track you down, any any chance you'll be getting a break this weekend and partaking? Uh, well, uh, hopefully, I will be partaking, Coach. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to give out the personal information. Uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, send them to, like, Hawaii or Alaska so they can see next year's I did arrive if they want to meet me out at the, the vacation club. Coach. Mm-hmm. We might send you in a remote out there, huh? No, that's not a bad idea, Coach. Yeah, to be honest with you, it, instead of your family putting you in an old folks' home, I really think we should set you up in a resort living is what we should do. I like that idea. I mean, I, actually, this is it's, I can actually do that for you. So, basically, the rest of your life, you and your family could stay in a – a gorgeous resort. Oh, you're oh, okay. Your okay. Uh, through your uh, nice vacation packages. Huh? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Coach. Uh-huh. I have figured it out. I actually, uh, from now on, I'm going at old people like that. I'm like, do you really want to okay. just sell your house? Okay, and then and then spend about 
twelve hundred dollars a, a month living in five star resorts all around the world. You know, Interesting. You know, I'm going. I'm going to get somebody to do it eventually. Coach. Now let me ask you: these senior housing assisted living vacation spots that you're going to send me to, I don't have to send any sign any contracts like Brandon Davies or Jimmer Fredette signed. I hope. No, no, I don't. No, you'll trust me, coach. You're going to be outnumbered like five to one. Okay. I would never do that to you, coach. Yeah, I, I have heard uh, all semi kidding aside that no, no, um, no, this is true. Some of those senior living places can be very active, and it is similar to the early ages where the girls usually get the juices flowing a little bit before the guys. But you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, the guys are totally clueless, but the girls start getting interested in the guy. In the seniors, uh, it, it's the numbers. The ratio is very good, guy to girl, and the women are um, a little bit jumpy, shall we say, Big Doug. Um, I'm looking forward to it, Coach. I'm trying to stay young. As a matter of yeah. fact, I've, I've, I'm trying to live as long as I possibly can, Coach, yep. and uh, do the right things to have good blood flow going on. <laughs> You're looking forward to those retirement years, oh, huh? Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Yeah, and he, does, and he doesn't play golf or tennis, folks, but he's still looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, Goodness. Assisted living. Yes, I, I probably will need an assist at that point. <laughs> All right, any games today, Big Doug? Real quick, uh, Duke Regional, uh, the West Regional. Maybe it is the Duke Regional. Duke, Hampton, Michigan, Tennessee, Arizona, Memphis, Texas, Oakland, any of those games you telling our listeners out there should be a must-watch? Uh, Illinois UNLV is definitely a must-watch. Okay. I know you didn't name that team. That That's the one I'm looking at. I, all those sound really good, Coach. It's hard to tell what's going to be the good game, what's going to be the bad game. I thought Belmont-Wisconsin was going to be a phenomenal game yesterday, yep. and Wisconsin controlled it almost the whole game. Yeah, so. Don't don't underestimate Bo Ryan and the boys. Still, still a darn good Wisconsin team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I knew. I just thought Belmont was going to shock some people. It was mm-hmm. not a knock on Wisconsin. What about uh, Ohio State, UT San Antonio, George Mason, Villanova? I'm going over the East here. West Virginia, Clemson, or Kentucky? I'm sorry, West Virginia, Clemson already played. Uh, either of those two games, any any must watches there? Well, I would I, I would have to say the Villanova and uh, George Mason game. That's okay. going to be a hard fog game. Mm-hmm. Really good game. Okay. All right, we come back Monday, Big Dog. Like we talked about, 68 teams started. We'll be analyzing the final 16. There'll be a lot of teams. Uh, Lying on the ground and looking forward to next year by the time Sunday at about 10 o'clock comes. Uh, and, and hopefully, Illinois is one of them standing, Coach. I'll talk to you on Monday. Have fun watching the tournament. Yeah. Have a great weekend, Big Dog. Producer extraordinaire David Olson, thank you for the great work. We appreciate everybody out there listening all week long. We'll be back Monday at 10 for the TalkZone.com. And the two guys at a mic show signing off. Have an outstanding weekend, everybody.